0: You can have a whole written plan and it goes out the window in about 2.2 seconds. You know, things are constantly evolving and changing. Um, There's a lot of deadlines, a lot of time urgency and time sensitive things that come up. Um, And then sometimes on the flip side, and and I'm trying to learn to enjoy things. So if if enjoyment things come up, it's like you running to a friend or you're really enjoying your time with a client.
1: Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of their local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hi, y'all. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers. Today, we have Jennifer Kramer-Dela Cruz with Keller Williams Legacy. Jennifer, thank you so much for being willing to be interviewed today. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So could you tell us a little bit about what got you into this industry?
0: Well, um, actually, I was in my early 20s and I was, um, you know, thinking about homeownership, you know, just because rent, you, you know, in my opinion, I was just throwing money away. So it's really what got me started. And just thinking about the benefits and the prospects of being a homeowner excited me. And I thought, how great would that be to be able to help and show other you know, people had to do the same thing. So basically decided to make it my career. Very cool. And how long have you been a realtor? Um, well then you'll know how old I am, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been an agent for 23 years. Okay. So now it's like, well, I guess I'm given this way. It's a essentially half my life at this point. So, um, actually I think at this point I've been an agent longer than I haven't. So, oh, wow, I understand because that. I had a birthday last, you know, this past month.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That is awesome. Um, I, I can appreciate that. I've been in 25 years and I have that same exact feeling and some days in the pit of my stomach <laughs> that, oh my gosh, it's been half my life.
0: Great. Uh,
1: So uh, that's so funny. Uh, And so what has taken you uh, to Keller Williams legacy?
0: Well, um, you know, during my career, um, I've been with three brokers, so they were my third one. And um, that was eight years ago. So um, basically, the first 15 years of my career, I was an individual agent. And I just learned that, you know, there's only so much you can do alone. And I would often get burned out. And, you know, something that Keller Williams offered me was just showing me, um, you know, not to reinvent the wheel and that, you know, there are people before me who have, you know, um, gained leverage and just best practices and systems and just really running your business like a business so that, you know, you're able to service your clients at a high level, you know, with having some balance and and not being burned out. So um, and, you know, they came through on that promise. And yeah, my husband was the first team member that I hired and he's still with me today.
1: Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, um, that, that was my next question is about family and how your right. family, uh, feels comfortable about you and, uh, this, kind of at times crazy industry that we're in that takes us away at nights and sometimes takes us away on weekends and how we are able to balance family with that. Um, how do you think that you've done over the years?
0: Well, um, you know, when I was an individual agent, yeah, I, I worked all the time, you know, I was on call and, and I think that's actually something that helped bring my husband into the business. he was he was like, "Well, if I can't beat him, join him. <laughs> because I think he realized that was the only way he'd be able to spend time with me, perhaps. Right. Um, luckily we don't have little kids. i I you know, I, so I can't give advice on that. Um, I'm sure that's very challenging, you know, for parents to handle that and and running a business. Um, you know, I do a st- two step children that I've known since they were little. Um, but they're now grown. So we're we're quote unquote empty nesters. So um yeah, so it, it does make things a little bit easier. But yeah, you're right. As far as balance goes, we really have to be cognizant of turning it off. So we're not sitting there at 10 o'clock at night and go, Oh, you know, what about those inspection results? It's like, okay. At some point you have to kind of say, all right, we have some, um, you know, boundaries here and just so that's not all you're talking about and it's taking over your life.
1: (laughs) It does happen that way. Doesn't it?
0: Right. Yeah, it it can, if you let it. So (laughs) exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, one of the things that, uh, the whole reason for the podcast is to shed some light and some positivity into our profession when I see so many people getting out of the industry um, or saying, I'll come back in 2024 when it's better yeah. instead of doubling down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to take a moment and talk about your mindset and yes. how it is that you stay positive in everything that you do uh, in your production.
0: I think that's a really good question. And I'm hoping that some of the things I say may, may help, you know, other agents or just people in business in general. Yeah. Um, Because it's funny that you say that. Well, I'd say that's number one. You really cannot make your decisions based on the quote unquote market. You really can't. You have to make a commitment either way, because regardless of what the market is today, it's going to change. So -hmm. what does that mean? If the market changes, you're out of the business. Doesn't sound like a commitment to me. So you really have to start there first and make that mindset that this is something that you're going to commit to. And that means you have to go all in, really. Um, And you can start out part time. I mean, I did that as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that you have to jump in full-time, but if you're going to do it part-time or full-time, either way, you just have to be committed to that time that you're investing and make sure that you're being productive with that time and constantly be evaluating what you're doing with your time um, and how, how that's fruitful for you, what's working, what's not working, and then making adjustments based off of that. I think that's probably the biggest thing is is really coming up with a business plan. I think you have to take some time to do that. Sometimes you have to slow down in order to speed up. I feel like a lot of agents and business people in general um, are reactive. They might not be proactive, you know, so you come up with a plan, um, break it down, you know, and just execute a little bit every single day. Um, if you just let things happen to you, then you're constantly reacting and you don't feel like you're in control. And that's an easy way to get burned out. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy way where you're just treading and treading and you're not really gaining any traction or going anywhere because you're letting things happen to you and you're reacting. So, so- yeah.
1: So part of your uh, business plan Would you be open to sharing a little bit about your daily success plan that you have each day Uh, of, you know, do you have a plan each day of the things that you're going to accomplish? Do you start the night before? Do you start the morning of? Uh, How does your daily success plan look?
0: Okay. Yes and no. So essentially you have to have a larger plan and then yes, you do break that down. Um, and every week and really every day, yeah, you should be, um, thinking to yourself and writing down, okay, what, what's the most important priorities to accomplish today? Because I think we all know, and especially I just find in the real estate business, you can have a whole written plan and (laughs) it goes out the window in about 2.2 seconds. You know, things are constantly evolving and changing. Um, there's a lot of deadlines, a lot of time urgency and time sensitive things that come up, um, And then sometimes on the flip side, and I'm trying to learn to enjoy things. So if if enjoyment things come up, it's like you're running to a friend or you're really enjoying your time with a client or you're in a class or whatever it is, and you want to spend a little bit more time doing that, you're able to make that choice and not feel like pulled in 20 different directions. So I really think, yes, it is important to have some priority items and some goals you want to accomplish every single day. But at the same time, you have to give yourself some cushion and some leeway there, so that you you can do other things as well that might come up.
1: Mm, very important because that that does happen. There's always yeah. seems to be a fire every day that needs to be put <laughs> right. out. No matter how much we try to uh, make sure that doesn't occur, sometimes people I feel like they I feel like sometimes people start fires purposely. Yes. <laughs> like I think they just look and looking for a little something something each day.
0: And that's a good point. So, you know, the more proactive you are, the less fires I find you have to put out.
1: Very true.
0: Think about that.
1: <laughs> and that is, is cool. so true. Um, I love my daily success plan. I have a very specific plan of things I'm okay. doing Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then Fridays are all podcasting. So I have daily three hours a day of prospecting that's going to be done in different facets, Monday through Thursday. Yeah. I'm really... And I adhere to that. And then once I finish those three hours, then my day opens up to actually my job, if you will. Yes. Uh, the actual job that I'm hired to do. But I always make sure I make that time to, whether it's three hours with my uh, current borrowers that are approved or they're they're if they're looking or if they're my past clients or if they're new people I'm in relationship with, I try to make that my first three hours of the day. So I make sure I get it done no matter what. and then open my day up to everything. And sometimes something tries to weasel in there. Yeah. I try to pull it back as much as I can, just so that I, um, I'm true to my business plan.
0: Yeah. I I think that's important. I mean, you know, it, it can be difficult and challenging because what you're talking about the three hours a day prospecting, that's probably my biggest struggle is just having the discipline to do that. But at the same time, I do it more based on, you know, number of contacts for the week. So even yes. if I don't, even if I get distracted or something comes up and I don't do it within that certain time frame, I always, you know, look at that and make sure it's done by the end of the week. You know, if I don't get mm-hmm. it done that day, you know, something happens that day, it gets pushed or whatever. But at the end of the day, you have to think about the bigger picture. Okay, why are you doing these small activities? It's yes. because they play into the larger plane, which is important to you. Right. Yeah, it's, right? it's just math, right? <laughs> just the numbers.
1: It's just the math, and you just yeah. take emotion out of it and just mm-hmm. let the math do its math. It's just math do its job. That's
0: true. Numbers don't lie. I, it's
1: the best part of my day, and uh, just to just to reverse engineer the the uh, what you want your production to be and just break it down. Yep. Uh, to X amount of phone calls a day. Um, very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, we do know that our um, <clears throat> in the state of Maryland, Maryland Realtors has said that our production is down uh, July over July, 22, yeah. 23, uh, 22%. What yeah. are you doing specifically on your team uh, mm-hmm. to kind of pivot at this time?
0: Well, I'm evaluating like where my time is best spent and, you know, what's working and what's not. Um, just like with different marketing, like right now, business networking, for example, I've done, I kind of doubled down on that this year to see, try different groups. And, you know, it, it, it didn't, um, turn into what I was hoping for. So I have to reevaluate that, maybe pull back on that a little bit and spend Mm -hmm. my time doing more, more phone calls. See, I don't love doing those. I'll admit it. Um, and Mm -hmm. Hey, you can still be a, you know, a good producer. Oh, um, absolutely. But you still have to do that. But yeah, there's no, there really is no easy fix. Um, At the end of the day, you really do have to buckle down and call past clients and call, you know, prospective buyers and sellers. I mean, you really do. Um, There's no easy way around it. It always comes back to that. (laughs) It it does. Uh, And the sooner I (laughs) gave
1: into it and just, I surrendered to it, And, uh, now don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm like, I do not want to make these phone calls. I'm just not in the headspace for it. I listen to some really hard rock or some rap and I get like, get (laughs) like from my childhood and I put the earbuds on and I just rock out for 10 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, let's get this done. And I do it for a period of time. And sometimes I need to cut it off after an hour, do a little walk and come back into it for an hour. But whatever I need, the motivation I need to get it done, like I, mm-hmm. it is a, it's like a thorn in my side. But I'm getting <laughs> it done. I promise you. Yeah. Um, music helps
0: me too. Yeah, walking. I, you know, I, and that that plays into balance and oh, yes. physical health. So, like before the podcast here, I went out and took a walk. So I, I got to enjoy the sunshine. You know, didn't listen to music, but that's an option. You know, okay. but yeah, it does. It builds your energy up and. Whatever works oh, yeah.
1: for you, right? Oh, yeah. I start my day working out in the morning, the uh, first part of the day, every day now. That's something new for me. Uh, in 2023, I've done it uh, for these last nine months. And I start my day out with a uh, podcast because I'm brand new to podcasting. Um, and I start my day out with Mel, Med, Mel Robbins and Jay Shetty and Ed Milette. And it's really challenging to have a bad day after listening yeah. to those positive people. And they're just kind of kick ass attitude. I love it. And it just, it's a great way to start my day. Um, Very very Positive, very uplifting, very, you can do this, get out and get it. And Mm -hmm. I just
0: love it. That's that's Uh, fantastic.
1: (laughs) It is. I I would love to talk to you a little bit about um, your last 12 months of production. Mm -hmm. Is your business coming from referrals, repeat business? Is it coming from lead generation? Uh, or, uh, you know, I know a networking group like you had mentioned, maybe yeah. under your lead generation uh, category, mm-hmm. where right. has yours come from? And I asked specifically the last 12 months only because it's been so, piv- it's been so, it's pivoted a lot. Right. So I want to know, I want to let the listeners know too, yes. as much as the business has changed, how has it been affecting you by uh, where your business is coming from?
0: But yeah, so you're right. I mean, the the number of transactions has gone down across the board sure. for you know, all of us. And that's, that's translated to most agents, although not, not everyone. Um, but, um, yeah, so most of my business, the vast majority of my business has always come from repeat and referral. Um, okay. obviously my first few years, it didn't, um, sure. you have to start somewhere. Um, <laughs> so it's like, Oh, what I do back then? You know? So I try to incorporate those things too. Okay. What helped me get to where I am now, um, mm-hmm. in order to grow the business, because yes repeat referrals great and you know at some point you're going to cap out at that you're only going to get there's only so many people in your database that are moving this year right or referrals like there's so many times you can ask or you know there's going to be some type of cap although there's always more potential there too but i think you get my point it's like you can't just stop hustling and only rely on that Mm -hmm. um, if you really want to to do more right um so, but yeah, the vast majority is, I do a lot of client events, um, hmm. at least three a year. So okay. that, that, and actually, actually that's part of lead generation is calling past clients and just simply inviting them to the event, you know, checking in with them, seeing what's going on, you know, if they're still happy where they're at and just, you know, having a conversation, sure. um, And then, you know, you can follow up and stay in touch and maybe they come to the event or they don't. So for example, I had a a client recently and I I got a listing out of it. I sold him his house in 2004. Okay. And I've invited him to events since I started doing them. Probably, I think 2017 was when I started. Okay. You know, I've invited him. He's never been able to make one. Um, and then he just randomly called me up and had me out to list his house. And I said, wow, you know, thank you so much for remembering me. You know, what, what made you remember me? And he's like, well, you know, it's so nice of you always to invite me to your events, <laughs> even though he never came, he just appreciated, you know, the thought, um, and the invitation. So, um, and it's great when you build those relationships, you know, cause you, you work with someone intensely when you're helping someone buy or sell a home. It's almost like having a best friend, like a new best friend every few months. Yes. And then it's kind of weird just to say, okay, well, we're not best friends anymore. Right. So, you know, with people like that, you can go years and years without talking and then all of a sudden it's kind of like, you don't skip a beat. Yeah. So for every awkward conversation, there's 10 that aren't, you know, and those are the ones that are worth it. And you know, make you happy that you made the calls or reached out.
1: (laughs) Very true. Very true. I love that. Um, what is the one, uh, what is the one thing that you think made the largest difference, uh, in your real estate career?
0: Um, gosh, I wish I could just say it was one thing that, that stood out. Um,
1: or maybe most influential.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean it's a few things. I mean the biggest things that have made the difference in in my business have been um one treating it like a business. I mean that that's really number 1. And then the things that have basically branched off of that are leverage, you know, for example, um you know hiring my my husband to work on my team with me. Um he does mainly contract to closing and the administrative side, so that really it takes all of those details off your plate or so I can mm-hmm. focus on my clients. Right. And that's how I explain it to them. Like, hey, he's going to handle all the paperwork. So I'm available when you want to call me. And I have time to get your house sold and do negotiations and show a house and you know, focus on those things. Um, I also did have a couple agents on my team at one point who did showings for me and stuff like that. But since things have slowed down, I haven't really, you know, found the right people to, to replace that. So I really just, I have a business coach and he said, you know, he, he advised me just to focus on my own business and just like focus on converting the leads that I have. Um, and then he feels like I'll get more out of it doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. So I would say just learning those things and just like putting systems in place. So systems leverage, you know, treating it like a business people, so all those things surrounding your business to make it more efficient, and then also just to help it grow.
1: And let's talk a little bit more about your business coach, um, if you're open. Who
0: is sure. who is he or she, okay. and yep. how long have you been working with them? Um, so his name's Drew Taylor, and he's with Maps Coaching, which is exclusive to Caller Williams, mm-hmm. and he's in Arkansas. <laughs> um, uh, and he's a you know he's a top producer in Arkansas, so. Um, you know, even though it's a different territory there, you know, he coaches other agents across the country. And of course there's going to be patterns and, you know, similar challenges that each of us experience as quote unquote business owners. Right. So, um, and he is very wise. I will have to say he, I think he's 30 and I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? (laughs) And we had a zoom one time with his other coaching clients and they're all, they all say the same thing. Oh, I was like, wow. I that's all four. Awesome. You're 30. Like it's <laughs> just, there's, there's just no way. How did this happen? You know, he's just very wise. You know, I don't know. Some people they're just good at teaching or coaching, yes. you know, and he's also a productive agent as well. So obviously I'm sure each one piggybacks off the other. Oh, sure. Um, it makes him a better agent, but the great thing about, I think the coaching and the way they set it up was they'll match you max coach matches you with the right coach and they, they hit, you know, so they basically take an intake call and, and I, everything kind of clicks right with him. So I was fine right from the get go. Um, but I said, yeah, I want, I want someone who has a small, like a lean and mean team who produces at a high level. You know, without a lot of fluff, you know, and just like because I don't want to wrangle cats. I mean, some people yeah. have big teams and they're good at that, and that's great for them. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I still really like to be in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't. I rather do that than manage people. Like I get that know, larger team. Sure, you know, some of the big team leaders they still still are in the field a little bit, but you know, obviously, a big part of their responsibility shifts to managing people. So. I and we've tried different things. I've had up to five members on my team before. And honestly, we've been the most productive with like one. Oh, wow. Besides my husband, like one solid salesperson on my team. That that's been like our best and balance too. Cause it's not just about doing volume and making money. To me, right. yes, that's important, but I want to have, you know um peace you know i want <laughs> i yes. i want to have some balance and feel organized and you know like it's just a lot easier when um you just have less things to focus on and you know but then you're you feel accomplished when you do them very well
1: oh most definitely it's not
0: right you know so yes.
1: well what is some of those I'm biggest not- lessons that you have implemented in your business that has that have been successful Biggest lessons.
0: Like, um
1: well, I know your 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 business plan is definitely one of them. Right. 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 I'm sure yeah. that's that's a big one.
0: So I would say dividing tasks. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, I that's so important because if it's not clearly defined like what tasks you're doing versus another team member, then there's gonna be overlap, there's going to be conflict, etc. Um, and it's it's a continue, not that everything's perfect, but it is it is a con- something continuous you have to work on. Um, but yeah, it, it happens with my husband and I a lot, you know, it's like, sometimes I want something done fast. So then I go ahead and do it. And then he's like, well, wait, I thought I was supposed to do that. I'm like, sorry. Um, <laughs> so I have to give, you know, I've gotten better at that. And, and, you know, and sometimes he'll even ask me to do something and I'll be like, well, it doesn't have to be done right. The second, you know, just put it on your to-do list and make sure it's done by the end of the day. Cause I really need to focus on, lead gen or whatever it is, right? Because yes. <laughs> then I always ask him, do you want to make calls? I'm happy to do those things for you, but I'm not going to have time to make calls. Are you Are you okay making calls? The answer is always no. <laughs> so, <laughs> he won't do that. So that's the thing. There's certain things that I will always do and, and mm-hmm. things that, you know, your other team members won't do. So it's important to make sure that you're focusing on those priorities first. And, you know, you're doing the things in your business that are going to move it forward, that are you know going to bringing the the income right and oh, yes. so like if it's an inspection thing or he has to call a contractor that's probably not the best use of my time you know oh. i should be reaching out to a client let him take care of the contractor or whatever it is for example and just reminding him of that and reminding each other of that oh so, yes okay, these are our tasks and we're going to divide them and divide and conquer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now that you brought that up, my question is, uh, why do you think that change is so hard for people?
0: I think that's an important question. Um, I think number one, um, uh, it's fear of failure. Mm. Um, it can be scary. I think there's a lot of anxiety around it. Um, fear of the unknown. Mm. Um, and again, I, I really feel it ties back into having a plan. Um, you know, cause otherwise you're not in control and that can be scary too. Oh yeah. you're reacting to something and you have to change because you have to, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother feeling of changing because you want to. And you made that decision first, then it's a lot more exciting. So if you're like, okay, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. And now I'm reflecting on that. And these are the changes I'm going to have to make to get there. Then it's not scary anymore. Right. Right. Because you you know, that's your goals and that's what you want to do. So you, then it's exciting to change. Yes. So you can look at it from both perspectives. And I think that comes back to the mindset you were asking me about as well. So, so important. I think, yeah, having a positive mindset is everything.
1: It really is. It, it changes everything, especially in a, um, in an, at this time in our business and with the, some of the craziness that that is going on. That's for darn sure. Um, what is the most satisfying moment that you've had in your business or or maybe a couple?
0: Yeah. Um thought about that. There have actually been a few. Um, I know I know I've already mentioned it, but obviously that I was a milestone when I started growing a team and mm-hmm. I hired team members. Oh, yes. Of course, the various awards and and recognition throughout the years just helps you know, okay, keep doing what you're doing, right? You're, you know, you're doing something right. Um but the best one probably being with the Baltimore Real Producers, um, 40 in their 40s. So that, that was really mm. cool. Um, and for two reasons. One, to qualify, you know, as a candidate, it's based on production, right? Um, you do have to be a top producer in the region. But then to be chosen, it was a vote by your peers. So mm. that showed me it was a combination of both hard work and respect. So that, yes. that was really satisfying and to know that, right. Cause I've never felt like I was very, you know, I've been very popular. I'm not like, yeah, you know, I can be opinionated and I always speak my mind. So sometimes it's not the most popular opinion, but I'm like, well, what about this? Have you thought about this? You know, <laughs> and Me too, girl. I'm not Me too. sometimes, you know, and, and I try to be respectful and, and subtle, but you know, I, it can make people uncomfortable because it makes them, it, it challenges them, you know, yes. it challenges- to think critically or whatever it is. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. So, you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's not very popular. Like, why are you asking me these questions? I don't want to have to change or worry about it or, or, you know, whatever. But um so that was, that was nice. I mean, that just showed me that, you know, that there's some mutual respect there in the industry and to keep oh, doing yes. what I'm doing. So
1: I'm looking forward to have Colleen on. She was going to be on uh, last week and had a, we had a scheduling conflict, so we're going to reschedule her next week. And I'm really excited to have her on. Uh, She's having a huge boost of energy, um, as she does every time she walks in a room. Um, And I'm really excited to have her on there, on here. I'm going to
0: be excited to listen because I'll tell you what, when, when she first started Baltimore um, Real Producers, um a lot of agents didn't really know what to think about it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it was funny. They were just like, oh, that's just a magazine. So agents can see their picture on the cover. But it has evolved to so much more than that. Like she has made a community. It's been a community of resources. I mean, we're collaborating on, for example, the Facebook page and the different events that she puts together, um, Mm -hmm. which are just unbelievable. I mean, her and her her wife, Jill, are just phenomenal. (laughs) And it's like really- yeah, created a community that iron sharpens iron, and it just—I think it makes all of us so much better. Oh yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, so I'm wondering if it's possible it, to, to narrow it down to two right. or three, but the two or three biggest, big and basics of mm-hmm. your business. If yes. you limit if you can if you can possibly yep. whittle it down.
0: No, I I actually I thought about that. Um, I actually can. So it's three okay. things, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna go off on a cange- tangent talk about 20 things. You got it, Jen. You're you're focusing <laughs> me in. <laughs> we can do this. That's the goal. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, customer service. Number mm. two, results. Number three, referrals. Mm. Because without customer service and results, you're probably not getting referrals. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so I really feel like referrals and repeat business are the the cornerstone. Of my business, yes, agents' businesses.
1: That is so true. Um, I'm wondering, as we were we're recording this in, I believe it's the middle of September. Uh, so we've got just about three more months uh, in the uh, to close out 2023. Are there any goals that you're still focusing on for these last three months uh, mm-hmm. for 2023, or are you already in uh, full full 2024 gold, goal creation mode.
0: <laughs> Definitely huh. still in 2023 right now. Definitely. have started thinking about 2024, of course, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So for the rest of the year, I mean, it's still a very strong seller's market right now, I have to say. So, you know, right now we're focusing, my husband and I are focusing on our pipeline of listings. Um, it, it's full service right now. And we're not charging any extra for it, but we are literally helping our clients, you know, hire cleaning companies, landscapers, you know, cleaning out houses, like physically being there, overseeing this stuff. So on some cases, paying the the vendors first and getting reimbursed, like just trying to make everything happen, so we can get these listings on the market, close them out by the end of the year. Um, we do have a big pipeline of buyers, however, it's just been super tough. So you know. We're still like reaching out to anyone who wants to get prepared. Um, I'm hoping and thinking that usually as the fall and the winter come, it does become easier to purchase. It does become less competitive. So we're trying to get people ready and prepared. So if those opportunities do come up, at least we can take advantage of them um but Mm -hmm. yeah my i have buyers right now especially if they need closing help they're kind of sitting on the sidelines because they realize that running out the first day looking at the listing putting in a bid and then there's 10 offers that they don't have a chance right so (laughs) we're kind of doing the three-day rule right now like hey if it's still in the market after three days and they don't have like a gazillion offers all right we'll go after it but you know Yes. After three days, usually they're all sold. So yes. But it, it does prevent discouragement, you know. I mean Most of, that's so absolutely important. Discouraged. So absolutely. um but yeah, I mean it's been this way like the last three years. And usually I would say October through December, I, I get a lot of buyer contracts. So hopefully, you know, that we will we'll get some buyers' uh homes by the end of the year as well, or at least get them prepared. Um, but yeah, I mean those those are oh, and then we also have three things going on, three events. So we have two client events. We have a pie party happy hour in November Um, we have a Ravens stadium tour in December. All of my clients love that, you know, um, and then we're doing a holiday toy and toiletry drive, um, to benefit, you know, local families in need, um, through two nonprofit organizations. So, um, that the nonprofit organizations are community crisis center and women of valor. So they're both based in Baltimore County. They both help families, um, in need, and they they'll make sure that the families get these items, you know, for the holidays. So, um, and I, I've organized this through the Northwest Chamber of Commerce. okay. So if anyone's interested in in that, um, you know, they support businesses, the community, the economic development, and the Northwest part of Baltimore County. So, um you know of course we're also supporting the nonprofits that are part of that so it's this is our fourth year doing it um it it started with a small little um donation collection i did at one of my pie party happy hours and then someone said it was actually emily at the northwest chamber she said you know you should you should continue this through the you know the next few weeks and it just kind of snowballed and now i have i think eight businesses that are drop off centers for wow. the donations and not just me and my little box at my happy hour, or my office, or whatever. Nice. So, yeah, so that's really grown. And so. so,
1: if somebody wants to get a hold of you in order to uh, donate to this uh, toiletry drive, uh, how would they get a hold of you in order to find out more information?
0: Okay, um, the easiest thing would be my website because okay. everything's on there, right? Like my phone number, my my email, my um, social media. So my website is best homestyle.com So B-E-S-T-H-O-M-E-S-T-Y-L-E, besthomestyle.com. Just something I made back when I first started 23 years ago and I never changed it. And it was kind of like, find your best home style. Like that was my original tagline. That's wonderful. But now it's turning your American dream into reality.
1: I love it. And that's
0: been my tagline since like 2003 or four. That's nice. Yeah. Jen,
1: thank you so much for coming on here and allowing me to interview you and sharing with um, our industry more about you and your team and what you offer. I am so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for the charitable contribution that you bring to our industry too.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you as well. Thanks, Jen. Absolutely.
1: And for all of y'all that are listening, please do me two favors. One is send this uh, podcast to two of your colleagues and share it with them. And number two, please leave a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, Make sure we get the information out there to all in our industry. Thank you all so much. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors number one forward this podcast the three of your favorite realtor friends they'll thank you for it and i'll thank you for it too number two we'd love reviews it helps get the word out